Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. Back in the 90s, I was at Christ the King in South Tampa, and after the First Communion one year, one of the moms came up to me and says, I got to tell you what happened this morning. She said, I got up at 6 in the morning to get things ready for the communion, and I was, you know, working on the, the dinner they're going to have after the communion's over and the reception, and so she goes into her daughter's room to go get the dress. She just wants to get the dress, make sure there's no wrinkles. She goes in the room at 6 in the morning, and there's her daughter's wide awake. She's laying on the bed. She's wearing the communion dress. So the mom says, what are you doing? Why are you up so early? And why are you wearing that dress already? She said, Mom, I'm, I'm going to receive Jesus today. You know, kids at four and five and six, not all of them, but many of them, are, their hearts are so open to God, like this little girl. It's just the faith, you know, she just could touch it, and it was so real to her. Now, Jesus tells us today, I am the bread of life. It's the beginning in this month. We're going to look at this Gospel of John, chapter 6, about when Jesus talks about eating my flesh and drinking my blood. And unless you do, you have no life within you. And many of his disciples would walk away. They couldn't take this. How can we eat your flesh? How can we drink your blood? And Jesus didn't correct them. He didn't say, oh, no, 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 I'm just talking, it's a symbol. It's like that. He, he said it is. When he, when he was at the Last Supper, this is my body. This is my, the real presence, we call it, in our Catholic faith. And if you look back, and some, there's a lot of Protestant ministers, you know, many of the other Christian churches don't believe in the real presence. And I've met some of them. One of them I taught with at the seminary. He was in an evangelical seminary, he said. And his pastor told him, I want you to research about the early church so we can get some things against the Catholics about, you know, in kind of apologetics. And he went and he researched and he came back and he said, I think they're right. They've always believed in the real presence. It goes all the way back to the beginning. And many people who have done that research come to that conclusion. We've always believed it. This is really him. Now Jesus obviously is tying it to the manna that the people that were on the pilgrimage from Egypt to the promised land that God sent down these little, uh, what was like dew, it turned into flakes and they could put it together and make little cakes. The manna from heaven. He's obviously tying it together with the Passover. That he's the new Passover. Instead of the lamb, I am the lamb of God will take away the sins of the world. You look at the host and the chalice, it's so simple. If you think about your own life in the Eucharist, how would you describe your relationship with Jesus in the Eucharist? There were great minds in the Catholic tradition that thought about, how can this be? That it's, it still looks like bread, but it's really his body. How can it be? It looks like wine and it's really his blood. What, what can we say about that? And doing the theology, they don't ever think they got it at the end. The reason they do the thinking, they were kind of like trying to come a little closer to it. 
So when you describe your relationship with Jesus in the Eucharist, it can be as easy as, I just know I want to receive him. I just know inside of me somehow something special is here. Somehow he's really here. Now about it being simple, a few weeks ago if you were at the 7 o'clock Mass, I said there's no lightning bolts and thunder when you have the Eucharist at the consecration. And then at that Mass, there was this big long rumble during the elevation. And actually, I said it again at the last Mass in Spanish, and in both elevations, there were thunders. It was like the same thing. Maybe you've tried this yourself. I've done this before, and I'm just trying to get my heart to, like, feel it more. And he just stays simply there. I thought of Herod. When Jesus was arrested, he went to Pilate. This is in the uh, Gospel of Luke. And then Pilate realizes Jesus is a Galilean. So he says, I'm sending you to Herod. Herod was thrilled. He had heard about Jesus. He's the one who cut off John the Baptist's head. He heard about the miracles. He, when Jesus came, he said, do a miracle for us. He was like he was sitting there and saying, entertain me. Impress me. Make me, make me, make me wowed. God doesn't do that. We can't, we can't ask that. Otherwise, we'd be like Herod. He's saying, as he's there in such a simple way, come to me. Come to me and learn where the beauty is in the simple, in the ordinary. Come find me. Open your heart. I was given a retreat once at the academy, and I asked the girls, high school girls, When's the time you felt God's presence? And one girl said, I remember at Thanksgiving, just being with my family, and all of a sudden I was overwhelmed in my heart with how much I loved my family and what they meant to me. That was one of those moments. So let's pray as we continue these next weeks, and we're going to listen to the gospel and Jesus talk about himself as the bread of life. Let's pray for the grace to, for all those open hearts, like those four-year-olds and five-year-olds and six-year-olds, not to miss him. He's everywhere. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.